Welcome to the Popcorn for One fortnightly podcast. Grab your popcorn and make sure you're sitting comfortably. Popcorn for One is about to review some classic and not so classic films for you all to enjoy. It may even want to make you watch these films yourself. Wednesday the 21st of July. Welcome to Popcorn for One, your fortnightly film podcast. I hope you've all had a fantastic fortnight. Um, It's a shame that England didn't win in that fortnight, but... You know, football did come home um, because it united a country and then it divided us again and then the dividedness brought us all back together. But enough about that. You're here to hear about films, aren't you? So let's have a quick run through about what we're going to go through. We're going to look at the trailers and the news that's happened in the last fortnight. We're then going to run through what I've been watching, which is a lot, which has taken up most of my time. Um, We're then going to look at what everyone's been watching in cinema and at home. And then we are going to do our big review for Fortnite, which won't be that big because I can't spoil it. That's already letting you know that you all know exactly what film it's going to be. So without further ado, let's move on, shall we? Time for the film news, which has recently become trailers. However, most of the trailers in the last fortnight have been reruns or certain character runs or reissues of everything that has happened before. So we had the extended Jungle Cruise, people have had a few more Cliff and Red Red Dogs, we've had a few more bits for Suicide Squad. So there's not actually much to talk about trailer wise. Um, We do, I can discuss a few other bits with you, which is absolutely fine. Um, Paddington 2 has, uh, well, not Paddington 2, Paddington 3 is going to happen. They're going to start filming that next year. It be Florence. I mean, she's been making marmalade on Instagram, tagging Paddington, and he's been going, I'm up for this. So please, someone in the world, make that happen. Um, there's quite a few films that are going on that are filming in the UK at the moment. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Indiana Jones, uh, more Mission Impossible. There's a lot of films going on basically in the UK where we're just filming, just sitting and you just think, wow, all these people are here and we have no idea. And then you see them all at all the different sporting events, especially Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has been at them all. And you just sit there and just think, yeah, okay, wow. We've got a lot of stuff going on here, good on us. So that's quite exciting. Um, they've added some more people to the cast of John Wick, including that Ian McShane's going to continue on. So that's quite good. Um, also, they've announced that the Continental is no longer going to be a long TV series. It's going to be limited to maybe three or four 90-minute episodes like we do with Sherlock. Um, so that will be quite cool. As long as that's not on Amazon Prime, that's fine by me because then I can watch that. I know it won't be on Disney Plus, but that's fine. Um, this is more of a shout out for people in general um, for what I need an answer to. Where can I get Paramount Plus in the UK? Because there's a couple of films on there that I'd like to see. Mainly, I want to watch Rugrats. I know this is a film channel, but you know i'd like to watch the remake of rugrats please if someone could tell me how i can get paramount plus without having to sort out a vpn and all of that that would be really useful um i've got disney plus now um i know that loki finished last week um but my plan is to do them all all marvel tv series in order 
so I got Disney Plus last Tuesday and I finished WandaVision uh, yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah, I binged it completely. Um, well, that's a problem when you have a few days off. Um, so that was fun. Um, the Multiverse of Madness is going to be absolutely mad. Um, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be so much stuff going on and it based on whatever Wanda's doing. I know that lots of people, I've tried to avoid as many Loki spoilers as possible. You can't avoid the fact that there's an alligator and that Thor was actually kind of in there somewhere. Um, and that at the end, it links to Doctor Strange, apparently. I don't know how. I'm sorry if I've just ruined that for you. Um, but I muted it on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and still managed to find that out. How? How? I mean, this is like going back to when I said that uh, when Falcon Winter Soldier was out, um, five hours after it finished being out, um, Disney announced something which I'm not going to say because not all of you have watched it all yet. Um, so they said something and I was just hacked off. I was just like, ah, oh, so that's how Winter Falcon ends. Thank you for ruining my six episodes worth of viewing because I now know that's the case. Brilliant. Wonderful. Thank you. <sighs> So even with muting, I've still found some bits out with Loki. Not that much. For to start with, it was quite quiet. In episode one, there was a lot of chatter, and then two, three, and four went quiet. And then five, there was a bit of chatter. Hence, chat about alligators, but everyone's seen alligators. And then six, I tried to mute everything and it didn't work. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed WandaVision and the setup for it and how it was made and how clever it was. And it was, I like the fact that the first two episodes stood alone and then they introduced stuff within episode three and then it really got going. That was quite cool. Um, but yeah, it's good setup and it's a good way of dealing with what happened within it. So that was good. Um, I don't think there is much else film news that I have to do. As I said, there wasn't many trailers. We've talked about what's being filmed over here at the moment about Tom Cruise's everywhere. We've talked about Paddington and um, John Wick. Uh, personal news, I've now been double vaccinated. Whoop-de-doo, yay! My arm's been a little bit heavy after that horrific night's sleep the night after. But it's worth it. I mean, I got to hug my sister. It's more than worth it. Um, so, brilliant. I'm happy about that. I hope you've all got, I hope you've all found your, uh, you've either all got a text or you've all gone to your walk-in centre to get that. If you're not in the UK, I don't know how it works in your country, but please go and get vaccinated because then we can all, as much as, technically it's today in my world, for you it's Monday. Monday was Freedom Day. Um, I'm still going to be wearing a face mask. Um when I go to the cinema until I sit in my seat and then when I leave and I'll still wear a face mask anywhere where it's crowded until someone tells me not to because we've still got a long way to go with this. So, yeah, that'll be good. Yes to the news, yes to things returning back to normal and yes to having Disney class and now watching a lot more content. Let's now go through what I've been watching. Time for the rundown of what I've watched this fortnight. It's going to be a little while to do this. There are 18 films in total. How did I watch that many films? There was football going on and everything. <sighs> Obviously, in the last week, I've had sport withdrawal and just binged everything. So, yeah, let's, let's get to it, shall we? So, the first film I went to see was 
Freaky, which is the Freaky Friday body swap horror film um, in which Vince Vaughn, you've seen trailers, turns into a 16-year-old girl and a 16-year-old girl turns into a 40-year-old Vince Vaughn is a serial killer. What do you do? Um, there was a couple next to me, well, not next to me, but a couple of seats down from me at the cinema who got up halfway through and went, this is a waste of time. Why are we here? It's atrocious. I'm not sure what they were after. I mean, it's pretty obvious from the trailers and the posters that it's going to be a comedy, ridiculous horror film for teenagers and in the Happy Death Day universe. So, you know, if you weren't expecting that, why did you go to see that film? Oh, well. Um, then I wanted to celebrate the fact that Wannabe by Spice Girls is 25 years old. That makes me feel really old. So I watched Spice World the movie. I probably watch it about once a year, and I probably have watched it once a year, every year since I was about, well, probably since it came out. Um, but it's rubbish, I know, but it just takes me back to the 90s. It makes me remember being that young and girl power being cool and just being like, yeah, yeah, this is fun. So I, I enjoy it. You get to laugh at all the celebrities that are randomly in it and the people that have huge bits. I mean, anything with Richard E. Grant in is brilliant, right? <laughs> so that's what I watched. Um, then I watched The Dark Tower with Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. And I got a quarter of the way through the film. I was like, oh, my God, the kiss, the kiss, and flea bag. Ah! I did sit there for about 10 minutes freaking out about that. Um, the best bit of the film is when Matthew McConaughey goes, Alrighty. I know it's not quite all right, all right, all right, but it was just was like, well, that'll do. He's got to get one in per film, so, you know. Um, I know that lots of people didn't enjoy the film compared to the book, but someone that hasn't actually read the book, I actually really like the film. It's got enough backstory and you know enough about people that you sit there and you think, oh, yeah, yeah, that's clever, yeah, that's good, yeah, it's a good way that we've done this and we've done that, so I enjoy it. Um, if the rest of you don't, I'm so sorry about that. Um, and then I went back to the cinema um, to go and see another round, or I'm not, oh, I can't pronounce it in Danish, is it jerk in Danish? Or it's basically drunk in Danish, um, which is Mads Mikkelsen's um, Danish film where he basically drinks. And they do the experiment as to whether so much blood, a uh, blood alcohol level in their system will keep from going whether people realize they're drunk or not and if their life improves which it does I mean it all spirals out of control um there was one bit where I can't know there were a couple of bits where it's subtitled in Danish because they're busy typing stuff on the keyboard because in theory they're doing a controlled experiment and at the same time it's being typed up in English and I was like there's too much going on, on screen here and different bits stop slow down so that was a bit of a hmm but it's a good film and I really liked guys that made it after watching them throughout Oscar season, hearing about them probably about this time last year, and be like, oh, that sounds like cool fun, and finding out the story behind the film and everything. By the time it got to the Oscars and they won, I was sitting there being like, I'm with you guys. I know this. Oh, we're on this. We're on the same page. Good on you. So probably enjoyed it more because I felt that connection with them after listening to their stories and everything that had gone through to make the film. So it's really good. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. You know, midlife men, midlife crisis men having a drink. Yeah, that doesn't sell it to people, does it? And it's in Danish. <laughs> it's not going to be something that most people are like, oh, yeah, I'll go watch that. But I do recommend that some of you will go and watch it. And then I, oops, sorry, I just dropped my placemat. I'm not sure what's going on there. 
I then thought, well, if I'm going to go and watch Black Widow, I need to catch up on something. Do I watch Age of Ultron, Civil War, Endgame? No, I thought I'd watch some Florence. I decided not to go for Midsummer because no, my sister wants to see that soon. So I watched Fighting with My Family again, and I love that film. And it's a perfect underdog story, and she's epic as Paige. And okay, yeah, there is artistic license, and you sit for them, and when people finish the film, you actually tell them what actually happened in real life, and bits and missed that Oh my god, that, it was actually weird of them. Yeah, yeah, it was. But Florence is amazing. Jack Loudon's stunning. The whole thing is just—it's a British underdog story told in the most British way possible. It just happens to be American. However. Whenever that film starts, I always forget how it starts. I'm just sitting there watching it. It's going film four and merchant films and all of that. And, da, 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 da. and then the music just kicks in. It goes, Biff, yes and no. What the luck is cooking. And the goosebumps, for, like eight-year-old me is going inside. And I'm like, it's a luck. It's the luck. Which, let's be honest. If that ever did happen ever again, and he did ever get step back into a wrestling ring, I would probably still sort of go, oh my God, it's a rock. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, so I did that to watch Black Widow the following day, which I'm not going to review now. It is my big review of Fortnite. I mean, it's not that big a review. It's hard to actually review it because the embargo in the UK lifts today, which obviously this is being recorded in advance and not in America and the rest of the world until Friday. So... Enjoy that when you get to it. Um, I then had decided before football had even started, that the day after England got knocked out of the Euros, I was going to watch the film Grimsby because the point of that is that it's when England win the World Cup or Euros or whatever it is. And it's Sasha Baron Cohen and Mark Strong and their brothers that were split up and one was adopted and one went on to become a spy and one ended up in Grimsby not having a very good life and it's how they deal with both their sides of their lives and the comedy that goes along but it does end with England at the World Cup final so I decided about the start of the competition didn't was kind of expecting to watch it maybe like two and a half weeks ago <laughs> maybe three but nope watched it on the Monday after the final it's it's enjoyable it's funny the elephants the main thing you have to say um I get that people don't get it because Sasha Baron Cohen is a very niche piece of humour when he does stuff. He does push the line. But it's good. And Mark Strong, you know, Mark Strong, a serious actor, Mark Strong, which we'll get to in a minute, um, is in this film. What? Yeah. But no, it's worth it. I then wanted something a bit more lighthearted to watch. So I put on Peter Pan, the original animated classic from the 50s and now I look at it and you look at it as an adult you look at everything that's happening in the world and you look at it and you just think how was this ever made and how how they're referring to people in certain ways and pe treating people with certain things and you just think yeah this hasn't aged well but when you just when you watch it and you just go like yeah but the animation on it's beautiful and the story's amazing it's so clever and it is still one of the best Disney films I've made in my opinion I'm willing to overlook some of the oh well, I don't want to overlook for some of them because that should have never happened that would never happen now and it's a poem but I still love it also one of the kids is dressed up as a bear I'm feeling midsummer vibes from that kid did he end up getting you know um 
as I said in the news earlier, um, I have got Disney Class now. So I've been able to binge some things on Disney Class that I haven't normally got. Um, and I realised a couple of months ago that I've never watched all of Independence Day. I've seen the end. I've seen the end from when they like dock and Goldblum goes, oops, to the end. But I'd never seen anything else. I'd seen iconic bits of it, like when they punch the alien and the White House blowing up and things like that. But I'd never seen it in its entirety. So I sat there and I watched it. I remember bits where I was like, really, is that going to happen? Is that going to happen? But it has a slow build-up, and then it panics, and then it really panics, and then it all kicks off. And from that moment on, you're just on the edge of your seat going, oh, my God. And some of the visual effects are still used today, and this was obviously groundbreaking in the 90s, that, you know, 96 they did that. Um, Bill Pullman's the star of the show, though. No offence to Jeff and Will. It's Bill Pullman's film because he's a president, he's the person that links it all, and he's the one that's got to save us. And his speech is epic. I know it's iconic, and I know it's corny and everything, but we're not talking it's my name is Maximus Meridius from Gladiator, but it's the next tier below. It's really, really good. And I'm really upset that I haven't seen Independence Day before all the way through. And I will probably be watching it again quite soon just to be like, oh, right, I can actually enjoy this now and enjoy the rest of it and see how it actually builds and how it goes. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I was talking earlier about, about Mark Strong as a serious actor. Um, I watched Six Days. This is Mark Strong's performance of a lifetime I believe he's it's a real life story about the Iranian embassy in London having a siege back in the 80s which I wasn't alive for my parents lived through and they like when I told them that I watched it so I went oh did they have this and did they have that and I was like I don't know you watch it and you can tell me what they missed out because I don't know all I knew was that it was a siege on the Iranian embassy that took six days and it's really good it's really clever there were some bits where you just sit there and just think you're dragging it out now just so then we can actually have longer time for this film because it's quite a short film. There's some bits where they're busy, where the SAS squad are busy doing stuff. And you're just like, we're just really running this again so that you can make it a 95-minute film and not an 85-minute film. Just cut that out. Just get on with it. Let's have a bit more Mark Strong doing some actual acting, please. It's good. If you know about it, definitely watch it. I didn't. Oh, I knew little bits about it, and I enjoyed it, so give it a go. Um, maybe don't give the dead don't die a go unless you are in on the joke, much like Adam Driver, because I think that's the best bit about this film, that he's completely in on the joke, the Zoe 101 joke, um, Iggy pops a zombie, Tilda Swinton is obviously mad, uh, there's a few references, and it just goes, just goes a bit weird, it's a zombie film, but you just sit there and you just think, yeah, yeah, this is clever. It's a clever comedy horror film. We're not talking Shaun of the Dead horror, clever horror, but the next level below again. Doing a lot of that today. Not top tier, but second tier. You know, like, like your mid-table Premier League. These teams that might qualify for Europa League, that kind of thing. Films. Although one thing that won't appear in that list is the film Anastasia, which is available on Disney+, Plus, which I rewatched um, because I thought, ah, oh, I've got some time so I can watch that. Um, the animation is atrocious there's a point where she's on the boat and she's busy doing something and they give her a new dress to put on and when she puts a new dress on and she comes out to do the dancing she's got a completely different face shape for that entire scene 
and then later on she has a different face shape to even that and you just think hang on no no what you doing bad bad film no 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 don't do that i mean it does remind me of my childhood and mainly mainly i think it was my sister's first ever trip to the cinema when she was little so it gives me memories about that um her purple dress when she takes off that coat is amazing the songs are all right um and it's christopher lloyd's bad guy which you never really realize as a child so that's quite fun but other than that it's average i guess i mean we're not it's probably average because i watched it as a child and if it had come out now looking like that i'd have just dismissed it after the first watch gone no not again no thank you so that was anastasia um i need to stop flicking to film four in the evenings just at like half ten just to see what's on because normally the nine o'clock films finish at about quarter past eleven you think oh that's all right i can just watch like the last 20 minutes of that can you stop but not stop showing mission impossible fallout please it's impossible to flick and that end setup is gonna be well i will talk about it for years but i hope we'll be talking about the rest of the world for years because it's absolutely amazing so please stop putting it on because you keep making me like be tired the next morning when i get up because it's mission impossible <laughs> but yeah it'll be on film four people you can find it don't worry all four on demand um i hadn't yet well i have now watched luca I was going to do this as my big view, but I thought, no, Black Widow is my number one draft pick, so that will be what that is um, for this week's review. Um, it's, it's not The Little Mermaid re-updated into something new, but it's the same kind of thing about, oh, do they land on the land and the sea, but it's a different relationship, very much more willing, and it's about friendship and loyalty and what you want from your life and what you get. Um it was really sweet and it had and it wasn't like pulling out your heartstrings too much and i was like this is going really well disney well done pixar i'm not falling apart this is brilliant and then the last 10 minutes of the film once everything's been resolved and all the moles have happened and everything's gone all right and then something just happens at the end and i just sat there and cried for the last few minutes of the film because it just got you it picks on always managed to find a way to just get you at the end just like yeah yeah this is what happens to you so it's worth a watch it's definitely worth a watch if you've got kids a bit, a bit older um it also makes me really want to go on holiday because it looks beautiful so definitely if you've got disney plants try and well find luca and give it a watch if you've got netflix avoid the remake of rebecca the one that came out last year i was really looking forward to this i thought ben wheatley does good jobs on these kind of films he writes and adapts screenplays quite well after watching a high rise and a couple of other films that he'd made i thought yeah yeah this is gonna be good this is gonna be really good i'm gonna really enjoy it i've worked out i don't like period films <laughs> period dramas i'm beginning to realize really, like like posh uppity period dramas do my head in nothing happens even when it's meant to be dramatic it's not dramatic i was hoping for a bit more horror and a bit more <gasps> and i didn't get that sam Riley turning up was good um because at that point you'd be sitting there going i've been watching an hour and nothing's happened yet when sam Riley turns up you think oh oh it's drama 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 if you want to watch an army hammer and uh sam Riley film watch free fire instead by ben wheatney and not rebecca 
Um, no, I just, I just didn't enjoy it. Everyone looked like they were, even the poor people in this house looked like they were stuck up and just looking down on you like, oh, you're watching this film, are you? Poor you having to watch it. So, yeah, don't watch it. I mean, if period dramas are your thing and you like uppity people, it's my new favourite word, uppity, then I'd watch Rebecca. But other than that, please don't waste your time. Um, another film that I watched, which is also available on Disney+, Plus, which was never a Disney film, is Fumbelina. Yeah, the 1994 animated film where Jodie Benson sang after Little Mermaid and we thought, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember my granny and granddad used to have this on VHS and whenever me and my sister would go around, we would watch it and then we were given it one Christmas by them and we were like, no, because we want to come out, so we'd then bring the VHS to their house. That's how old I am. Because <laughs> we used to watch Fumbelina and Mr Bean at Granny and Grandad's. Um, it's really weird that basically everyone wants to marry this little girl and it's one I hate the fact that Disney have romances that last a day. And then they suddenly are like, oh, well, it wasn't Disney at the time. But it's like, oh, we just met them. Yeah, you're engaged. Um, it's a bit grim at times. The ugly bug ball's not very nice. She's told she's ugly. What's all that about? She ain't ugly. People are giving her right arm to be that beautiful. So, you know, it's not aged very well. It's got better animation than Anastasia, and it came out three years before it. So, and... Yeah, there's awkward bits in it, but yeah, it was nostalgic, I guess. Um, ITV have been rerunning all the Harry Potter films, and I happened to stumble across the Chamber of Secrets about 20 minutes in after the flying card crash. Well, it's probably about half an hour in, actually. Um, so I have waved quite a bit of Jason Isaacs. I followed the spiders, and we fought the basilisk. There's nothing more to talk about them. And that, that it's Harry Potter. You've all watched the Chamber of Secrets thousands of times, just like me, and it's just really good. Finally, the last film on this list is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which I watched yesterday, which for me is Sunday, but, well, for you is Sunday as well, but yeah, I'm here on Monday. Um... I didn't like the fact, and this has got nothing to do with the film, but it's to do with what my DVD for Robin Hood is. Um, it put it in a, like, letterbox in the middle of the screen. So it took up two-thirds of the screen, but there was black edging all the way around it. So it was like you were looking at a, So you looked at your screen, and there was black, and there was edging, then there was the film. Really weird. And I was hoping it was just going to be credits like that. Or once he'd left the Crusades, that suddenly, oh, it had turned into like the full screen letterbox kind of thing or grow or nope, that size throughout. Um, does make you appreciate how far we've come. I know that people don't like the new Robin Hood, but Ben Mendelssohn walks because Alan Rickman ran. And this film shows that because they're both playing okay it's set in different genres and it's filmed at different times but they both played the sheriff of nottingham and rickman just steals the show dig your heart out with a spoon cancel christmas the arranged marriage it's just horrendous he's just properly evil and it's the best thing to watch in the entire film um kevin cosner's accent is a bit random um and I like it because it's 90s and again, I've obviously had a nostalgia fortnight by the looks of it. Um, 
lots of 90s stuff going on 90s or today nothing in between um and i had fun i laughed it was properly when will scarlet has to reveal that he's actually his brother if that's not a spoiler for you my bad but it's like yay uh when christian slater when they all clear everything he has will scarlet goes like ah they made it like oh they did actually make it wow um it's clever it's for its time it's very good and it's fun what more is there to say that didn't actually take that long considering there's 18 films here to do that in 21 minutes is pretty darn good yes yes Emil, we're getting there we're doing this right let's move on to the next thing time to look at what you've all been watching at the cinema and at home in the last fortnight i think we all know what you've been watching in the cinema so let's start with what you've all been watching at home shall we um let's start with the dvd and streaming sales um number one for the last week was mortal kombat um that replaced godzilla versus kong which was at number one the week before and that has now dropped to number two zack schneider's justice league is at three uh space jam is new entry at four obviously before the new one comes out tom and jerry's at five uh the crudes are at six obviously before the new one comes out nomad lads at seven Logan's at eight, Raya and the Last Dragons at nine, and Wonder Woman 1984, which I still haven't watched, I'm so sorry about that, is at number 10. So that is a very interesting top 10 there. Uh, just having a look at the rest of it. Sings still in there after the new trailer, all the Harry Potter films. Hobbs and Shaw has gone back in because people have seen it's on Netflix and those that don't have Netflix it's only gone, ah, I need that. Um, there's still quite a bit of Fast and Furious knocking about. So, yeah, no, that is quite an interesting week of what's happened in the film. Um, for the week um, in the cinema um, of, the, da, 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 of the 2nd and the 4th of July, um, there were a few new entries, but there wasn't much. We're going to go through the top ten because that's where most of the new entries have come in. Uh, no change at number one. Number one was still Fast and Furious 9, um, which took 3.7 million. Number two, still hanging on in there still. I'm surprised that everyone hasn't stopped seeing this yet, is Peter Rabbit 2 with 1.1 million. Then it was In the Heights at number three with 600,000. A Quiet Place 2 with 500, same for Cruella. Freaky was a new entry at six with 400,000. Then it was The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard with a similar amount. Then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And then another round at nine with 283,000. And then Supernova finishes off the top ten of 124,000. So there was a few new entries that week. There was a few other films that were re-released, like uh, Train Spotting and Last Man Standing. Um, and local, local Hero was released in a few cinemas. So that's quite interesting to see what that happened that week. The following week, though, the 9th to the 11th, we all knew what was going to be number one, didn't we? And let's be honest, we were all expecting it. Black Widow. Black Widow was number one last weekend. Um, well, for me, the weekend before, but in my, in my head it was last weekend because we're not up to that point yet, um, even though we will be on Wednesday and you all know whether Black Widow's held on for another week. It definitely has. Um, how much did it take, though? It took 9.4 million. That's pretty good, considering you could also get it on Disney Plus if you're a family for a much lesser price than you all going to the cinema. That's pretty darn good. But that's taken that much money up so much, so good on it. Fast and Furious came in second, and that still took 
five. Then it was Peter Rabbit that took 760,000. Then it was A Quiet Place at four with 300,000. Then in the Heights with a similar amount on Cruella after that. Then the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard with 170,000. The same as Conjuring. Three Keys at nine with 152. And another round's at 10 and 136. So I actually contributed to two of those amounts because I contributed to Black Widow and another round of that Fortnite. Nothing else came out that week. Absolutely nothing. You look down the list and you're looking down the harvest. Oh, there was a re-release of Sexy Beast. Um, I know there was something. There was uh, Kenneth Branagh's Romeo and Juliet. That was shown in cinemas. That was it. <laughs> um, but other than that, no one else dared go up against the Marvel machine. So that's very interesting to see. So, yeah, that's what you've all been watching. You've all been watching Fast and Furious 9, Black Widow. And it was, what was it again? It was an Ultra Combat. That's what it was. It's interesting that that's come out again on DVD so quickly and streaming after the film. I'm guessing that it's on HBO Max or something, or you've all got it on your VPNs. That's what you've all been watching for the last two weeks. So, yeah. Time for this fortnight's big review, and it could only be one film. It's a film you've all been to see. It's the film that was number one on my list to watch this year. It's Black Widow. The problem with doing this as the big review is the embargo is still in place. I mean, it's a cinema club film, so I wouldn't spoil it anyhow, but it's actually quite hard to even review this film. If you've read my blog and you've read my Black Widow review, you will see that it's quite hard to be like, oh, um, that happened and this happened. And, uh, but I think I should just give you a bit of a feel for it. I mean, I know you've all seen it, but it'd be nice to see what other people think about it as well before the embargo is lifted. In, well, in technically in the UK, it's today on Wednesday that the embargo is lifted. Um, but the rest of the world didn't get it till Friday. So that's when, in theory, the spoiler embargo goes up. Um, it ends even. Um, but I was very impressed that as Brits, we kept everything so quiet for so long. I couldn't actually find out until halfway through the Saturday that there was an end credit scene. So well done, Brits. Good on you. You kept it shush. And then the Americans found out and were suddenly like, ah, oh, end credit scenes. I had to mute it very quickly. So that was that. Um, this wasn't just about me going to see Black Widow. It was my mum as well. Um, she, Scarlett and Natasha are her favourite Avenger. And she thinks she's a brilliant actress. And when they announced at Comic Con that, ah, Black Widow's getting her own final film, it was, I was just on the phone to her going, right, we're going. Don't care. Dragging you, taking you. Don't care when it is. We're going to see Black Widow. And that's been, two, that was nearly two years ago. And I got to take her and I got to treat her. And we had a lovely time. And we're the only people in the cinema. It didn't clash with the football. We went especially early to watch it so then we could watch football and the tennis afterwards. Um, but we're the only people in there. So we had the film all to ourselves. It was subtitled, which we actually found useful, especially when everyone's talking at the same time. So that was that was quite good. Um, it was nice and cool in there. And yeah, it was just a good general vibe. Didn't have to wear masks because this is a cinema where usually you do have to wear masks throughout the recording of, well, throughout playing of the film, not the recording. Um, but because it was literally me and my bubble, didn't have to. Woohoo. Um, the main thing that did, didn't set too well with me um, is, well, Ray Winston is a bloody good baddie. He always is. Um, however, the Russian accent, he's way Winston. He shouldn't be putting on an accent. 
yeah, that was the only thing that upset me a little bit. I mean, he was good, but that was that without saying anything else. So this is why it's hard. Um, we also need to talk about the all the link backs to all the previous Marvel films and things that then went before, after it in the timeline. So that was all quite clever. Um, one of the things that was the most disgusting before the film came out was what was Taskmaster, who was Taskmaster going to be, and all various fan theories. And I always said that I would let you know on here if my theory was correct. Um, obviously, embargo has not been lifted, so you can't actually say whether it is or not. But what I thought was incorrect, and I found out about 10 minutes before the reveal that it was incorrect. And because there was no one else in cinema, when it happened, I was like, well, I'm not going to swear. I, bloody is not the end of the world. But, yeah, I got it wrong, and I was a bit like, oh, really? I saw someone on Twitter the other day that said that the reveal of Taskmaster was the most disappointing moment of my life, to which someone then replied going, you must have had a really good and happy life so far, that you're disappointed at the reveal of Taskmaster. So it wouldn't fit in, this isn't spoiling or anything, but it would be funny if it was Greg Davis from TV show Taskmaster. That would have been very funny. Um, and very cool and very good idea to do that but uh, no that, that wasn't my theory either that was the joke that we all had um but yeah so people felt a bit let down by that um but no I think it, it was actually quite a clever twist see am I even allowed to say that um so yeah but no Scarlet and Florence were amazing um some their sisterly bickering was brilliant even though they're not actually well yeah, um, this is for the relationship. Um, but you do sit when you do think, actually, yeah, I do recognize that in my family and that happening and certain things that then happened. So that was good. Um, I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen next in phase four. Um, I have just got Disney Plus. That's probably why my film watching has gone through the roof because Disney Plus have got Star, they've got all the old animation. So I've been watching a lot of Disney stuff recently and I've just started. By the time you hear this on Wednesday, it's probably going to be over. I've just started WandaVision. Um, I got it on Tuesday and I've got two episodes left and I'm recording this bit on Saturday. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so I'm sure that this is all going to link into all the TV series. Um, and once I've probably done WandaVision, I'll talk to you about it. Although that might even happen in this episode. We'll, we'll find out. Well, you'll have already found out at this point because I'd have already said that I've done WandaVision because I'm recording this early. That was a bad idea for me to record this on a Saturday before the end of the week, wasn't it? But I've got time, so, you know got some, nothing else to do on this Saturday morning. I've, I've already been vaccinated, so this is now actually becoming more of a me than it is uh, Black Widow. Sorry. Uh, my MacGuffin was good. I liked the MacGuffin. Um, but other than that, it's a really, really, really good MCU film. You sit there and you enjoy it and you just think, yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. And it fits in the timeline quite well, it answers a few questions and it's a good send off and it's a good restart. And maybe we did need that year off, well, that two years off, not watching the MCU. Cause then when you watch it back, you see when you actually appreciate what you've got to watch. So no, I had fun. My mum enjoyed it and came out of it and went, yeah, yeah, that was good. And then we sat there and we're trying to have a conversation about it and realized my dad was in the room and he's not seen it. <laughs> so 
that's going to be fun to try and not ruin that for him until it comes on Disney Plus for free in October. So, yeah. So, you've all seen Black Widow, so I don't need to tell you to go and see it. There you go. Black Widow was worth the number one pick. And that's it for this fortnightly podcast um thank you all very much as always for listening it's always an absolute pleasure to ramble on and hope that someone out there is listening uh next podcast will be on the 4th of august i know we've already got to august wow that'll be episode 10 i believe which is a bit like ah that's a, it's a lot of episodes suddenly you do realize that um a few more trips in cinemas i is already booked up um but have a fantastic two weeks you know where to find me by now it's popcorn for one.co.uk online and it's popcorn underscore four underscore one on both twitter and instagram come have a chat come have a look at my letterboxd um come look at some film posters and some reviews and yeah i will see you then look after yourselves enjoy the summer and yeah we'll see you on the 4th of august thanks for your time it's popcorn for one bye